0: How are you this morning, sir?
1: <laughs> we know, we know, Ramdala. we know, we know, we're doing good Roger,
0: good morning, how are you? Uh, good morning, my dear, good, good morning We are
2: fine And uh, every, everything is okay, everything is okay Michael Maikaleni, Dr. Patrick Maikaleni, last week I met you, Dr. Patrick I had a package for you uh, So I had to return it via uh, FedEx uh, I said that uh, the owner of the package is not around. There was nothing else could do. Good morning, sir. Moikalini, my brother. Moikalini, Duma. You know, uh, I, had, I had a very uh, specific, um, I don't know if it's a program or it's a, it's a story anyway. I I tell it. I tell it as a, as as we go. Yeah. So. I don't know what is uh, happening wherever we we are, Brother Kelvin. Uh, what is uh, happening in Indiana?
0: So Indiana is actually one of the states uh, working alongside other states in the Midwest to reopen businesses. Yeah. Very scary decisions. Yeah, very scary decisions, but uh, hey, yes, we can't help it. Yes. What <laughs> would be <laughs> was able to go to the golf range uh, yesterday it was a beautiful day and uh, i felt good uh, i think i relieved myself. some
2: okay yes i'm not i'm not sure if i'm i am i'm ready to go to the to the golf uh, to the golf scene. <laughs> i'm not i I'm, I'm not sure but yeah but mm. this decision of opening i i, I saw on the news clip yesterday how that all oh, 50 governors... <laughs> This is bad work around I'm sure he doesn't like it. All 50 governors in America have high polling numbers uh, other than Donald Trump. I'm not sure he's very pleased <laughs> with that. Are you asking me that? You, you can comment if you want.
1: Ah, well, that is for for Bianchi. <laughs> okay, okay, and okay. and, and okay. Musaba.
2: He, 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 has, he, he has something to defend. He was not given up and he chance to defend on education what I attacked him. And I know he has he, he, he has something to say. He has something to say. Something because to if say, I'm not you attacking right him, right? and just go no, no. Uh, and just There's go no, no. Uh, by. How come we are only a few of us and we already are having feedback? Someone has. Uh, Open
3: me.
2: Uh, their phone on the uh, loud mm-hmm. or their phone. What's going on? What's
3: going
2: on? Ah, Kelvin, is it, ah, you? Kelvin. Is it you? It's you. I'm on, I'm on mute. You're on mute? Okay. I'm I'm not
4: sure who, not sure who. um no. uh,
2: let me try uh, uh, and mute Nathan and technology probably is a. Uh, yeah, so nothing has to fix his his line. Uh, one one more time. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll have a Good morning, my friend.
5: Good morning, lo- Roger.
2: Yeah, good you morning. You know, I can't yeah. say your last so I name. You no, not
5: Charlie, the other one.
2: Ma- <laughs> Macoloni, Macoloni, Macoloni. Macoloni.
5: Okay.
2: Say. Yes. Yeah. Not uh, the, you people in the corporate board say Macoloni. So it's Macaroni, it's Macaroni. Why uh, N-Y-I Is very very critical In the In the In the Kahonde language N-Y-I Is A lot of things I End with that So it's very very critical That You um, You You announce the N-Y-I Otherwise you Just keep quiet Just call me Roger And forget <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah Okay uh, Nathan, let's uh, hear uh, Nathan again, this is say that
0: again, no. uh, say that
2: again?
0: No, we can call you Roshamagufuri. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: yeah, Dr. lambi in the, in the UK, good morning. Uh, is it good evening? It's very good afternoon here. Yeah, good. Good you who uh, joined us in, in and I almost uh, wanted to say to Dr. Ngambi way back in the day, uh, I don't know when, uh, we used to have some communication, and uh, people in the Aspola, they disappear. So it's good uh, you are around, Dr. <laughs> Ngambi, and good to have you on our radio. Yes. Yeah, so who, thi- who is this? This is uh, Roger Charlie in uh, Canada, in Okoto.
3: All
6: oh, right, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we used to be uh, yes. in charge. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yeah. yes. I, I just <laughs> changed the names. I went to Cowantiland where I belong. I said, my <laughs> name is Roger Charlie, and someone who oh. objected very violently. So I had to change my name there and there. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where do we start from? Uh, let, let, let me start with uh, my my own uh, small talk, and then probably I'll throw it, can come in with his argument on education which I attacked, uh, because I attacked it uh, before we start something else. So Nathan, you know how much uh, and some other people, Dr. Patrick I'm sure, how much I've been engaged with uh, this godfarming in a uh, in Zambia. And uh, last week I was watching some videos on YouTube uh, about the uh, goat got, uh, reproduction, the mating and what. And then a story, came to my mind. <laughs> I don't know if this is funny or awkward or weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Then a story came to my mind uh, how some of us who are dogs, especially female dogs, um, in our backyard, Zanasa, if you remember. Mm-hmm. When, yes. when the dog was on heat, you had all these male dogs coming at a, at a yard. All of them, <laughs> a lot of them. They were big, they were small, they were, <laughs> they, they were everything. Well, we used to have one dog eh, like that. So I was, <laughs> it just came to my mind, hit my mind. How that the most powerful dog only the most powerful dogs who met with uh, the, the female. However, the little ones, <laughs> the little ones, they never gave up. They were always there, every day around the <laughs> around the around the scene. So I was saying to myself, um, even in the uh, in the world of uh, say either business, um, how easily we, uh, people get, uh, discouraged. In whatever we do, how easily for us we get discouraged. And then I imagine these young dogs, these little dogs, they never, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. So someone helped me. <coughs> they, 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 they never, they, they never, Kelsey, uh, gave up. And they were there, they showed up. Uh, so I got a lot of encouragement just thinking about, uh, about that story. Uh, how much, even when they don't get uh, nothing from from the scene, still they are in the game. They are around there. They are in the game. Uh, we were talking about uh, about education and I uh, talked how that he said, oh, this can't happen, this can't happen. And then this, this analogy I'm bringing came back. The little dog, the little male dog who has no chance of matching with uh, with the, with the lady dog, still shows up, Musava. They don't say, this will never happen. They are there. They are there. They want to uh, to, to, to have something. So what say you, Musava, about giving up? Um,
5: again, thank you for, the, uh, for the, um, the opportunity again, and good morning and good afternoon, everyone. Uh, actually, Roger, I wasn't saying this can't happen, that that can't happen. I was... I was yeah. putting things in, into perspective, right? Um, if you look here the reason e-learning and why schools like in, in Europe and North America they were very quickly able to move online is because almost every home is equipped. You see? Almost every home is equipped. Kids have the computers and the laptops, the houses have power, and the internet is there, right? So all the schools that had the, uh, the, the lessons, they just had to like, switch on the light, the light, right? Turn on the light. What we have in Zambia is where the solution is at so many levels, right? We want these things to happen, but the solutions are at, at so many levels. There are kids who don't have electricity, kids who don't have internet, kids who don't have laptops, right? And I don't want to go back and comment on everything. People are mentioning learning centers. No, learning centers can't work. The reason learning centers can't work is because we are talking about COVID. Otherwise, Mm. if they can go to a learning center, they would go to school, right? So these are things. It's not saying we are saying it's impossible. This this challenge is here. And for us, there are so many uh, different angles. And when you, you talk about a kid missing class, right, it means it's possible that we can even get 80%, which is very unlikely. We can get 80% of Zambian kids to attend classes online. What happens to the 20%? See, those are the questions we have to answer. Hello? Hello? Mm-hmm.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm listening, Musawa. Uh, I, no, I, I finished, you a,
5: because, you know, there are people want to yeah, say yeah. something, so when I stop, it means... Yeah, I, I
2: just give you yeah. an analogy of the uh, the little dog who is um, in the game, so to say, uh, around... Do you remember those dogs, eh? In, in Mufurira. It's not like here. Do you remember those dogs?
5: We had so the question just like, like thing, that, Roger. So I know is
2: that what you are talking about? <laughs> Over. He knows it can't happen, but he was there in the game. There is nothing like it, it can't happen. I'm staying home. He was there. But, but if you listen to what he submitted, COVID 19 is yesterday's problem. The, the non access to education in Africa or in Zambia. It has always, always existed. And even after COVID, it will still be there. <laughs> so this is why no, we no, should no, now true. begin to say, yes, it can happen. Yes, we can teach children in the centers. Yes, we can do. And how can we, ca- how can we reach them? You, you, you gave me, I t- you tagged to me, uh, very nice uh, sweet potatoes. Uh, my brewers in Kasempa, they keep chicken. Others keep goats. Uh, what can we do? with what they have. How much is a television uh Nathan? Even in in Zambian context. Yeah, wherever a village cannot buy uh, if this one brought a chicken, this one brought a chumbu, this one brought something, they cannot buy a television so that their children can, can, can learn.
6: London. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm listening I'm listening to this um this analog of of the dog yeah, and you know it's my wife here we are listening to this and we are just laughing.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: I, I know there's some crazy stuff <laughs> it's is coming my mind. You can
6: you blame anyway go ahead. <laughs> anyway, yeah but, yeah, but the the the, the, uh, the, the point of persistence in there is a very valid thing to learn from, from that dog. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing is, as, as in life all the time, the, the world always reacts like this. You have a disaster, you see all of a sudden, I mean, things happen. I mean, look at the developing world. Here in the UK, in America, wherever, you know, these governments here, not a single day did the government of the UK ever think of helping small businesses? They would always say they don't have money. But all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now, they've got 3.3 billion pounds. You know, so it's thing in America, everywhere else. So exactly. when an incident mm-hmm. happens, there's always a knee-jerk, a knee reaction. So it's the same thing in, in Zambia, for example, in Germany countries. This issue of, uh, of, uh, uh uh, imbalances in education they've always been there it's got nothing to do with COVID-19 it's just that COVID-19 it's a immediate reaction that we actually gives us an opportunity to think about these things again so we shouldn't drop the ball but unfortunately no. the way our you know governments work and all these plans of sanitation you know of keeping our environment clean washing hands all that will disappear, until will call it a hit yeah. again. So, so I mean, um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I'm having, I'm thinking in my mind right now is that, uh, you know, this issue of my iPad. There are some charities here, in the in the in the UK here, that collect used iPads. Yes, and there are these software companies that then um offer themselves to install these offline Chrome softwares on them. So uh, with a bit of uh, uh, kind of uh, 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 collaboration or some contacts in developing countries, you know, you can collect maybe 100 iPads and we have all these things, these software installed and then we send them over to Zambia and we just use as a pilot project in just one district. And then we take a camera there and we ask a few teachers to record something. It's got to start from somewhere. And then if it works, you know, you know, some, you know, the, the, the government you say, oh, this thing is working, and uh, you know, let, let's. I think sometimes that's how things work out there. Otherwise, just thinking that there's going to be money where the government will buy iPads for schools, it's not going to happen. But maybe it the can happen through a happen. charity or yeah. just one organization, yeah. like those gentlemen who are doing this kind of tuition center. That's an idea. And uh, who knows, two, three years from now, that idea can spread
8: out. Roger, you see what Wangambi is saying. It's, uh, that, that's, what we, that's what we need to do, okay, because uh, this brings me to the point of what Dr. Patrick has said to us over the past 10, 11 years. Information, information, information. You see, like what Wangambi has shared here, uh, organizations which which donate or contribute used iPads. You see, if we just identify one of those things, like we said at the beginning of our discussion, Dr. Ngambi, we are not trying to solve the world's problem. We are just trying to make no. a contribution in our own exactly. small way. If yes. we can send those iPads to that school in Nukuru, not to Lusaka, I know you like yes. to hear that, Roger. Not Lusaka. Kaputa. Yes. Kuman We send those iPads to that school and trust them in the hands of a teacher and say, this is your responsibility to look after these things. Okay? Yes. Then we, we pick it up like from that. there with uh, yeah, the, like uh, what do you call it, with the offline apps that Dr. Ngambi is talking about, uh, that's the purpose of us having this conversation. And I was telling a teacher in, in, in Zambia, and you know, some of these people are politically inclined. I said, look, we are not trying to tell the Zambian government what to do. Okay? They, they don't care about this. They've never cared. I have a friend who went to school, and I keep mentioning Lukuru. There's a reason I'm mentioning Lukuru. You'll be shocked to learn that the school... Dr. Kasongso, this friend of mine attended in the late 70s, early 60s. Dr. Ngambi is still the same way it was when this person went to school. So, i <laughs> telling you that
3: development. Come on. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, I, I, I mean, uh, uh, I like the, 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 the center thing, um, uh, and to make it sustainable, in my view, Larambe, to make it more sustainable, uh, we have to allow the villagers' participation. How can we push the villagers to contribute to buy their own TV? Now am don't say that 50%, 30% of as, the as villagers together, at least they are yeah. they are going to own the project, they are going to own the program. This uh, now people are even calling him a Satanist this a certainist. this. is what he is telling us. Uh, Africa at one point two billion, you are failing to educate your children, you have not no enough uh, hospitals. What about when you become three billion? What is going to happen to you people? You know yeah, exactly. a certain
6: uh, thing this and this that poor africans anyway next question imagine next i <laughs> oh, no I'm just saying that the, you know that's the thing really yes I think africa yes. also we we have a lot of uh, i think our, our 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 pessimistic and uh this uh, kind of uh, suspicious cultural way of thinking does kill us a little bit. And sometimes we yeah. become very cautious in adopting technology and changes and things like, and that.
3: Things like that. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, okay questions. Questions. Uh, next, next question. Next question. Next question
2: we'll go to... Uh, to uh, with, uh, we're on Africa. We're still on Africa. Still on Africa. Right. We, we want to... Uh, we, want uh, to we want to, to one for uh, the. us uh, the, uh, the, the feedback. Uh, okay. Okay. nothing let me try and uh, curtail some of the the projects here okay the question of trust so we hear uh, medicine uh, Kelvin Uh, is it a a success in uh, uh, in is it um, not Damascus, what, what is uh,
6: Madagascar? Madagascar.
2: In Madagascar, and the complaint is that uh, a lot of Africans are not rushing to Madagascar uh, to, to, to see if they can get that uh, uh, herbal m- medicine. Um, our friends in Musawaini, where is this place again? A Senegal. Uh, they have developed their own testing kit the question is, um, uh, why are Africans not rushing to um, to Senegal or to Madagascar to to see this? We are going to talk about the question of trust. Here is uh, a short clip uh, from Senegal, and then we will uh, discuss.
7: Senegal is doing what most countries can't: testing everyone, symptoms or not, entering a health center for the novel coronavirus. It has no shortage of testing kit thanks to this lab at the Institut Pasteur. Researchers are developing a $1 quick diagnostic kit originally made to test for dengue fever. Patients drop blood or saliva onto the devices and wait for a bloodline to appear, like a pregnancy test, explains researcher Amadou Sal. There is no need for a highly equipped lab. It's a simple test that can be done anywhere. The idea is to rapidly produce two to four million kits, not just for us, but for African countries, so that we can detect and isolate patients quickly. The sick are administered a cheap anti-malarial drug called chloroquine, commonly found in sub-Saharan Africa, where malaria is endemic. With only 50 ventilator machines for 16 million people, Senegalese engineers are using a 3D printing machine to produce more. While imported ventilators cost $16,000, this one is just $60. Senegal is counting the cost, and it's paying off. More than a month into the outbreak, the small West African nation suffered only two deaths, with most patients treated healed. Senegal has the largest rate of recovery in patients infected with the coronavirus in Africa, the third in the world, ahead of countries like the United States and France. And while it has... A tiny health budget compared to those countries, it has a wealth of experience in dealing with infectious diseases and outbreaks.
2: So, Kevin, have a comment uh, there. Uh, We have some success stories coming from Senegal, uh, coming from, I don't know if we should call the Madagascar one a success story, and yet uh, that story is not making it to the headlines. What say you?
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's an African citizenry that has been brainwashed to believe that uh, you know uh, an African cannot come up with uh, uh, an antidote, uh, which is very sad. Uh, I've, I've been following keenly uh, this uh, you know vaccine from uh, Madagascar, and actually Senegal has uh, ha- is using it. Other than just the test kits, Senegal has reached out to Madagascar. They're using, uh, you know, that that thing, but it speaks to it speaks to our attitude towards our own. While on this show, we try to promote uh, Africa, Africa trade, uh, appreciating, you know, African products, uh, growing African markets. The majority think that uh, anything that comes uh, out of Africa is the best, which is not uh, which is not the correct position. And another instance uh, here, Roger, is that uh, you know these uh, you know uh, poor countries are receiving large chunks of money. You see, so maybe somebody is sitting and saying, if we if we adopt uh, the Madagascar vaccine and uh, start reporting less cases, the money will stop flowing in. You see, so I think to me, to to a larger extent, is, is it's greed at play. And a lack of confidence in our own systems. Uh, Real quick, I'll give you an example of uh, what ropes uh, Dr. Ludwig Sundar she had to go through with his uh, HIV uh, uh, drugs. Mm -hmm. You see that? So instead of instead of some government or governments coming together and saying, look, uh, what is this man talking about? Uh, what can we let's pump in money and do maybe the best research we can? You see, outside of us committing to research, trust me, we will always always look up to the West for very simple things that we can do. God has endowed Africa with not just uh, you know metal resources, with trees, different kinds of. Uh, uh, trees With different uh, uh, medicinal value yes. You see that
7: mm-hmm. We in
0: Africa should be the leading continent In developing medicines From those trees uh, Don't you wonder How somebody deep in the village Right No access to a clinic No access to any kind of healthcare But they get uh, treated they, they they get treated from From these trees They know which tree does what You know what I'm saying so why can't we go uh-huh. a step further and approach these people? Because these are our scientists, if you think about it, right? Uh-huh. So go go to these people, approach them, and say, okay, how are you doing this or monitor what's happening, and then expand that, uh, you know, at uh, at uh, a conventional level. You see, but guess what? We don't appreciate uh, anything that comes out of uh, our continent, and which is very very sad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can know, can you know. I, I, I have an answer to that. <laughs> but well, the reason why? Uh, are you done? Let, let me go to either Musawa or Makalonde to throw in a sentence. there.
1: I'm done.
2: Mustafa, did you have uh, on this uh, confidence issue or or on uh, now it's COVID nineteen the medicines and the. Uh, all these uh, all manner of conspiracies going on with vaccines. Uh, anything but Africa. What say yourself?
5: No, there, there are some. There are so many levels. Um, the first one, the first one is is finance. I'm, I mean, it's not exactly true that uh, Africans don't buy from each other because um, they they have no confidence in what they are offering no that's not that's not the, the main reason it's one of the reasons but not the main one um the the, the main reason is like uh, we have no seller finance say so for example madagascar cannot go to zambia and say we can give you this product and you can pay us over a period of 10 years right they can't do that oh. uh, so be- because of that you find that western companies backed by their governments, they are able to fund um, products like that. And, and because of that, we we even end up getting in, inferior product from outside just because it has been paid for and we have to take 20 years to pay it back. So that's that's one reason to look at. The, the other comment is um, the one that was raised about Bill Gates. Really, the Bill Gates issue is, is complicated because people are only looking at Bill Gates after COVID-19, right? So there's... And then when you look at it, there are people that have been protesting vaccines long before COVID-19. So there's there's all this combination. And there are the people that have been protesting Bill Gates' interest in African population long before COVID-19. So... But people want to look at it like like, uh, like a uh, like conspiracy theory. I, I don't think that... Africa is actually in trouble. Um, The United Nations projections, which projected Africa to reach 4 billion people by 20, 2100, know that by then Africa will be able to take care of itself. In fact, that growth is not based on Africa having, like, seven children per family, no. Because according to statisticians, in 2010 or 2013, The number of children maxed out, right? It stayed at 2 billion. The number of children will never grow grow. for another 200 200 years. years. It will still stay at 2 billion. So, what will happen is that Zambia, Africa's population growth will be based on long life due to uh, rising health and increased uh, economic productivity. So Bill Gates should just stay away. Stop controlling, trying to control our population. <laughs> That's
2: my point. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry about uh, <coughs> Bill Gates in 2050 projection. Uh, worry about today. We, uh, we uh, are we are we managing? What's uh, right now? Uh, I know part of the problem is is poor. Uh, uh, just poor management of our, our our resources which we need to uh to fix. Like, as also, you had the um a word to throw in here.
9: Yeah I'm just enjoying listening to Dave uh but um uh you know Oh, all indicators for uh, the, the the next frontier where the the fight for economic resources is going to be the increase in productivity it's going to
2: be in, in, uh, in africa in, the question we are looking yeah. at is the, the medicine uh-huh. the, the uh, is it the, the medicine coming from madagascar no one is rushing to and is uh, yeah, a good example how the financing is usually the problem so rather wait for so, from Canada to finance.
9: Yes, the financing is uh, part of the problem, uh, but another problem uh, that uh, goes against products like that are uh, actually standards in the field. Uh, uh, we don't have, for example, a way in Zambia. Uh, we, we we do have, but as far as this type of a drug is concerned. I do not think we have in Zambia, uh, you know, the 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 capacity and the broader capacity to test the efficacy of the so-called new drug that has come in from another country. Mm, uh, okay. You know, so okay. so we lack those mm-hmm. uh, type of uh, uh, tools and standards to, to verify or to hold or to put faith in that, you know. Uh, and if, oh, when it's coming from another African village. The average, the 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 chances are also high that they shortchange you. They give you some products that don't have certain compounds as long as they look a certain way. So we don't have uh, enforceable, (laughs) exactly, uh, yeah, enforceable, you know, um, uh, instruments that can help us verify the quality of that product and also to uh, verify and hold down the exporters from another country that they are uh, up to standard of what uh, can be used in your border. It can actually be very dangerous, you know. Roger, the comment. Western Western companies, for for example, Western companies don't have that problem because within their borders, within where they're coming from, they have uh, enforceable regimes. Uh, for standards for medicine, and they cannot send out uh, to other countries below standards. And we are confident in those enforcement mechanisms in those countries. So that's uh, a, a quality issue sometimes. Yes, yes, yes.
8: The, 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 point, the point I wanted to make, Roger, is when you talk about uh, the African scenario, I will go to the very, very, very basic, basic, basic things anything African will scorn on it, or scoff on it. Okay? But lo and behold, you came to America, Canada, UK, and you discover that it takes you a longer period of time as it does at UTH when you go to the emergency room in America, in Canada, it's the same thing. When you go to the driving license office, it's the same thing. But because it's in Africa, we scoff on it. You see the point I'm making. Why? Why? why, why, yeah.
2: why, why do you think, Nasan? Why do you think we scorn on on stuff like that? Why?
8: Mindset. It's, not right. it's
2: because it's coming from Africa. You know? mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Because Africa has been
8: labelled There's nothing good coming out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and I will tell you this: even the even the points, even the points that Dr. Kasonso has made, they are they are on point. But if you go deep and you and you go down searching, you discover that what he has said exactly even exists in the Western world, except that it's not scorned upon by the people themselves who run those countries. They don't. They've got challenges, the same challenges that Lagasoso like has explained about the African scenario. They are there even in the Western scenario. Of course, maybe at a small or lower scale, the only thing <laughs> is the attitude the citizens of those countries have
2: towards those situations. They are there. You know, you could say the attitude that people have. There is a reason why, uh, say, for instance, I'll go to Walmart here in Okotoks, uh, I'll buy bread, and I'm going to trust that bread. There is a reason why, Africa. you know, I was thinking about this and what has also hit it, on the question of faith, faith, uh, either in ourselves, uh, I was laughing actually in the morning, how we Africans, we tell lies for no reason, for no reason <laughs> we deal, we, we'll be telling a lie. Okay. Let
3: me give you
2: know, an I... someone has given us, we do stuff like that, even back home. People Ladies lie, they don't The
8: mindset, you know? it goes back, that's why,
4: when we're talking uh, about and, uh, education... And, uh, and that
2: goes, you know, That goes to mm-hmm. the delivery of product uh, How is it that, if you cannot say a lie. Uh, Roger, I, 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 I call Roger you, I call you on the phone. In the open background, I call you on the phone, in the Paris Park. Away in the Paris Park, eh? in the Kurolela, we he said, you center. At five minutes. But the point, there is not any need to lie. No need, now, need to lie. That's, lie. that's why, very quickly, and that attitude, quick Because in everything we do, therefore we don't trust. You can tell me you have the best medicine." Because you can lie on simple things like that. It's not easy for us to, ta- to test our own uh, products. Uh, go, go ahead, I don't know, wanted to say something.
8: Quick well, point, Macalonde, before you come in. I'm just thinking about this, Dr. Nambi. This is a very silly example but it goes down to the way we do things. When I was growing up, why would I get upset when they buy me butter shoes? I always wanted claps. Think about it. I'm just giving you a perfect example. I wanted clucks. That's why I would go to my grandfather, because he always bought me clucks. Dad bought me butter, and I would get a plate. Why? Simple question, but it goes to... Everything foreign or ma- everything ex- imported is good. Everything local is bad.
3: Mindset. That's why... for me, as,
2: as, as young as you were, it is. it was a question of confidence, question of faith in our, yes. a, in our own product, in my view anyway. And it needs to be developed yes. at primary school level. We need to start doing that to
8: our children at primary school level. I then tell them butter shoes is as good as Clarks or Jordan, whatever you want to call it. Be, be,
2: be, but, but don't you uh, think before we reach to butter shoes and what, we should start telling the truth? You don't think so? <laughs> we hey, we need tell.
6: Okay. Uh, can I you <laughs> something,
1: Roger?
2: Can I say something? Can, can I say something? <laughs> okay,
1: go I ahead. Wow now listen <laughs> uh, you know with regard to the to the to the two issues that you brought up in Senegal and Madagascar, the situation is not about confidence or anything it's about the inferiority complex we don't ha- understand our own developments. you see when you talk about the, Uh, in America having chloroquine being used for COVID-19 and people dying, 60,000 plus. It's not a small number. If the medicine was working, they wouldn't be using they would have not had those numbers. What you should understand is that in Madagascar they have had more than 40 uh, COVID-19 illnesses. Zero deaths up to now. Zero deaths. That sends a message and tells you something is working. Now, we Africans, we have a problem, just like we did in our development. I'm sorry to say this, whereby we trust everything that is brought up to us. We even put away our guards. We went to the God of the Jews and put them on our homes and the Bibles. That's why we have... of Bibles in the world are in Africa, and 90% of our resources are in Europe because we don't understand what we are doing. Every development, every invention, there is a secret. You cannot go to these pharmaceutical companies and try to find out what they are doing to mix those uh, chemicals, to make a tablet. It's a secret. But you, when you find a secret in Madagascar, because they are doing it secretly to make that medicine for you, you would say it's witchcraft. Mm -hmm. That is a mistake that we have done. (laughs) We are doing the basic everybody can understand. Treatment that Kelvin brought up from our brother, probably would have been the best medication for somebody to drink in Africa. We have different bodies. We have different genetic systems. We have different DNAs probably that could have killed or cured HIV in, Af- in Zambia because it is part of our genetic code. But we went to the British one. We went to the American ones, which were tested not probably on human beings, but probably on a rat, which doesn't have our DNA or our genetic code. So we have to do something that comes from... I remember when we were talking about... I mentioned something to do with context. We always leave our context and want to look at other people's context for us to think this is successful. As long as it is white, it's better. If it's black, it's dark. It's not good. That is wrong. I would rather go drink 10 gallons of that medicine in Madagascar if that is going to cure me than waiting for something that is going to be used on me this injectable, injectable, these things that they are talking about here. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I would rather go to Madagascar.
9: Okay. Well, that's a okay. courageous move, Wakalonde. It's a courageous move.
1: Everything we drink here today, everything we drink here today, even in Africa, what they are drinking, that comes from anywhere in the world. Some of them are trials on them. And that is even more dangerous.
9: Yeah, yes, but let me give you a, a practical example. Here in the United States, uh, we we have approved this medicine that they are using to treat COVID here. Uh, the, the FDA has approved. That's a stringent which medicine? process. Yeah, yeah. Which medicine uh, there, uh, the, the, approved? Uh, this one, which is starting with Ara. Uh, yeah, yeah. uh,
1: yeah.
9: <laughs> yeah. something twice okay. yeah 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 so I wrote to come you know the process of approving that is so stringent from the perspective of laboratory and regulations and the enforceability and the fact that people who take that drug if it has a other They can come back and sue, not just the hospital, but also the manufacturer of the medicine. We can do that
1: at TDRC. We can do that at TDRC. We can approve our medications Uh in Africa. We have our own laboratories that can do that. Only that we feel like being here is heaven. No, (laughs) this is more hell than Africa.
9: Okay, that is is, uh, a good opinion. But the point I'm trying to make is, the enforcement of those standards and the ability to call the Madagascans to book are almost not in sight if there is anything that is, is, is there is there are mishaps or mistakes or, or side effects from the clinical trials. So the enforcement mechanism around the drugs are a very sensitive issue uh, that we, we have uh, and we have to be concerned about when it comes to Africa. Solidarity is good. Uh, Let's just take water, Madagascar and and just drink it. But stuff to cure some in African villages, they can. You you have make a drug. drug, They can make make a drug. They they can push a point. They can push a point. Can they can make a drug? And if you're thinking about Roger Vachlandapo, they can make a drug. But how do you enforce that all the ingredients and the compounds are there in each and every bunch? You know there is a trust factor, and the trust factor, if it's missing, I think it's founded because the enforcement mechanisms around those uh, types of agreements and products in our stream of trade on the other side of the world is not as strong as well we are here. Uh, and, that and I, think, uh, a, that I, I, I think, think that so is a so genuine concern.
1: Like a mm. So that trust, that trust factor, is based on infidelity. Fa- um, complex. That's where it is based. Yes. It's based on yes. the complex. So, the yes. fact is mm. that Everything mm. can work and we feel like we are inferior. We can do what we can do.
9: The complex Bakalonte. is good. Roger. Roger.
6: Can
9: I, I something?
6: Okay, so so. Let's not
2: interject, as, as, as always. let uh, see okay. uh, our mm-hmm. me, meeting now. Okay, Roger. Okay, uh, okay, let's uh, talk uh, to I, I think you've finished your, your point. Uh, okay, Kelvin, go. But if you had the, a, a comment on that, uh, you'll be next. Uh, go, I, Kelvin, I, I,
0: very I, quickly. Yes. yes. I, I, uh, I, uh, 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 Dr. Kalonde is very right. It's, it's inferiority complex. Here, I'll give you an example, right? In Africa, we would readily and openly welcome Viagra and not uh, appreciate uh, Congo dust from Congo. You know what I'm saying? So what, what uh, scientific <laughs> measures are we talking about here, right? So if, if, we, if we stopped being inferior, feeling, thinking inferior, trust me, there are so many medicines that can originate from Africa, right? So this issue of uh, you know people not appreciating uh, Madagascar uh, uh, medicine or vaccine for COVID-19 has uh, has nothing to do with uh, with a trust factor it's inferiority right because Madagascans have come up with that it's working so why not spread it out uh, and uh, people people try it if America comes up with uh, Remdesivir right with this new drug uh, the fda has expressly approved in record time mind you who has studied the the uh, side effects of remdesivir who has done that guess what it's going to flood the american market it's going to flood african uh, market what are they doing at the end of the day they're just making money off of us so no we need to stop this inferiority complex and start believing in ourselves kwamana
2: uh, again, you know my point. Uh, Hello? Again, it's, it's very basic. My my point is very basic. What you tell me, Kelvin, can I take it uh, uh, with a great? I I always have to take it with uh, with a doubtful mind, uh, being a fellow Zambian. In the meantime, about <laughs> infidelity, or superiority. A, a white man will say probably the same thing. I will believe it. I'm probably stating the truth. But there is some basic, basic, there is some basic, basic understanding. If we for to we Africans, we don't seem to have. Which, fortunate enough, our Tonga brothers have. I'll do this. They the, the will. If I want a favour, Shala. I shall. Uh, maybe I'm... Do you catch to get in? Katushifena in my mind. The basic... Uh, Kelvin. Uh, this goes down way to a lot of things we have to do together. To uh, it, it affects a lot of things. It has nothing to do with the infinity complex. Just for me to trust your word as an African... You to trust my way that an African. Mr. Diaspora. why have we failed to come together, put up a fund, put up a bank? By now, it could be in millions. Why? Question of trust, questions of faith. Yeah, to show but,
0: Roger, to Roger that's not an excuse. No, that's it's not, not an excuse it's, because a fact. Eh? it's very normal. Is fact. It's, uh, it's, it's, listen to me. It's very normal. Out of hundred people, to have uh, forty doubting Thomases, it's okay. What do you do with the sixty that share the vision, that look into what you're trying to do and see the potential, see the opportunities? What happens to those sixty people? Why can't uh, those sixty people gather? Uh, I don't want to veer away from uh, from uh, this topic, but in Indiana, we're starting things like that. Trust me. There's already interest uh, of uh, 25 people starting something, and this will, be, will, this will be very big. I'll update you come six months' time. But you see, so you're going to have doubters everywhere you go, but it's not uh, uh, your place to start questioning uh, or maybe even generalize. There are people out there, Roger, that would buy into your plan, buy into your program, bring ideas together, make this work. There are people like that. The biggest problem, the thing we're talking about when we uh, talk my, about my, my if is exactly, uh, all to us it, you would the
2: discussion. Our Our fight uh, should be not 60%, our fight should be 90%. Should be people It's never, never going to be
0: like that. No, in any culture, or, or my brother, it's always like yeah. that.
2: But not the, not the <laughs> other way. Uh, if you're going to say <laughs> it's never <laughs> going to be <laughs> like that, Gen- then... Gen-
5: I, Gen- Gen- gentlemen, can Gen- we say something? Coming. Can I say something? Hello. I would like to say something. Bangamdi.
2: Go ahead. Bangamdi. Then
6: we we'll
2: go to another discussion here.
6: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, the, the one who was saying, can I say something? Is that true, so Yes. <laughs> he, can, he can go first if he is all right. Yes, okay.
2: Okay, the honor is uh, given to you, Madam Sawa. Okay,
5: thank you. Me, what I wanted to say is that you guys are going in circles, right? You see, you can't be saying Africans don't trust each other, inferiority complex, and you are actually saying the same things yourselves. Oh, we lie, we do this. Only a few days ago, believe it or not, actually yesterday I was telling my wife that, look, the spy agencies were... European countries created spy agencies to spy over, on, on another. They created the bugging system. They even created the light detector. What does that mean? <laughs> so
3: <laughs> if you that? look,
5: what is the reason of passports? Why, why do we have to have passports? Why do we have to have credit cards? Why do we, all these things is because they know that human beings don't tell the truth, Right? They won't That's take your word for it. So That's we cannot be saying, yes, we like be saying, yes, we can't be saying white people trust each other; they don't lie when they have created infrastructure to make sure you can't lie. You see. <laughs> I like that. I like so, that. <laughs> so we have to move from that. Otherwise, I, I, I really like we are that. we are just reinforcing I like our own stereotypes.
2: <laughs> And the, the reason, okay, Wangambi, well, the reason I like what Saba is saying uh, yeah. goes to uh, the next question here, uh, where, uh, is it the Global Fund? The Global Fund has uh, announced in Zambia uh, that they've given our government uh, $6.68 uh, million, uh, for COVID-19. However, one, our government has hidden that information from the Zambian people. Two, nowhere, no one knows where the uh, $6.8 uh, million is. Uh, so here comes Musaba, uh, He's saying, you know, they've created systems. Uh, someone who donates the money. Everyone will be seeing, will be tracking that money. It is very easy. But once you enter the African continent... No systems to, uh, to track anything. Anyway, uh, 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 say what you wanted to say, Wang
6: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just a few points from uh, what has been um, um, you said. You know, on this Madagascar thing and um, Senegal, um, I think it's a little bit too early to say that Africa is uh, not trusting in this product or we you know buying from each other. And I mean, I, I haven't seen anywhere in the world where another country is already buying what one country has produced. And I think it's so, all oh, because, I mean, I'm an, I'm an engineer myself. I'm not in you know medicine and things like that. But I think the whole point is every solution that people are working on will have to be tested through time. So maybe Madagascar should just be patient. Keep doing what they are doing. Let's say they will keep doing what they're doing. I mean, we're all in a race with this COVID-19. And we shall see by the yes. end of the day who, com- who comes up with uh, uh, a solution that really, really works. You know? So right. I, think, I, think, I don't think anybody is prepared to cough out a lot of money and buy a product just because they haven't rec- recorded a desk. So, so so, I think it's just a matter of time. And the fact that this yeah. medicine and, and science uh, fraternity is based 9 on...
3: FM. Online
8: at KGBM.org.
6: Good morning. This is Dr. K. Again,
1: with the African song. Today we have different type of music that I've never
2: seen. Okay, before. there the Okay, there is our uh, a, 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 a DJ Sorry. on his other... Uh, other. Hey, what, what is uh, the story we hear, uh, very quickly, Wangambi, Ram, uh, that your government there in the UK, uh, they are now providing uh, uh, test kits to each household uh, so that people can uh, begin to test themselves? Uh, in their in
6: their homes. Yeah. Well, well, there are these test kits. I mean, I I don't have it in my household, and um, uh, but but there are these test kits, and we've had some comforting information or kind of advice when they came when they came up first. You know, I think people used it for a little bit. It was even on BBC where uh, a reporter actually opened it, and uh, and used it on on camera, and um, it it showed the reporter that. Um, you know, they've got COVID-19. But uh, the, reporter, the reporter said, as far as I know. <laughs> so so from that point, the government became a bit cautious and said, look, we've got to make sure that these, these test kits uh, are reliable. Otherwise, they will just send us into whatever, whatever. Ever since, to be honest, I haven't heard much about these test kits. In fact, there's even been an announcement that it's probably not better to buy them. The government has got their own drive through Drive through kind of uh, testing targets. And just yesterday, you know, they managed to hit that target of 122,000 per day. So that's what's happening with these things. But, but, so, so really, I think nobody is bothered now about these test kits because, you know, if you want to be tested, I think you can pretty much, within a couple of days, find a drive through and your household can be tested. You can book yourself in. I think there's a queue, but you don't have to. If you think you've got symptoms, There's another line you can call, and they can, or they will come and test you, and or take you to the hospital. But the other thing I wanted to say as well about these medicines, like from Madagascar, Senegal, all all over the world, is the point is somebody said that Madagascar has not recorded the death. But the point is, deaths are not the measure of the medicine. I think what's the measure of the medicine is is stopping the infection. We should look at those people that we are sure they had COVID-19 and then they have recovered. Because in Zambia as well, what's the numbers today? I think the number is how many infected? 100 and what? 100 and, the, and, and, and three or 115 or something like that. But we've got 80 that have recovered. So we've got a very good scale, a very good ratio there. So what are we doing? What means, how are these people yeah. recovered? So, so the fact that Madagascar has not recorded the deaths because even these deaths here in Europe, you know, the, 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 the doctors and the scientists are saying, uh, okay, we know some of them have died out of COVID-19, but some of them is because of underlying issues, COVID-19 just... So deaths are measuring nothing really in terms of the medicine that we are using to treat this. What we measure the medicine is, have we got an infection and have we used this medicine for people to recover. So in Madagascar, if they tell me that they've got 40 cases who had COVID-19 and they've used this medicine, and they've already recovered, then we can start looking at that thing, but not just the fact that people have not died. Even the three people that have died in Zimbabwe, i told them that one of them would have died anyway. The guy who was very sick when he was coming from South Africa he could have died at the border. And it would have been counted as, as a death in South Africa or in, in, in Zimbabwe. It's what I mean? Then yeah. the other thing as well, is that I think what we have is, you know, I had an opportunity to live in Japan. You know, that's why I did my master's and my PhD. And, um, and sure. um, one of the things that I learned from the I'm mean, just looking at their history, how Japan changed the whole thing over. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this back to somebody who made a comment on, on education, civic education. We need to go back to our, the primary schools and things like that. I think that is relevant. That uh, you know, depending on how old you are, I think at my age here, I'm I'm I'm, I'm um, just over fifty. I think I can I can say with quite a lot of confidence that we were given better civic education in terms of honesty, patriotism, and uh, 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 confidence, and things like that. We were we were growing up, feeling very confident to be Zambian. I think there was less corruption during our generation and things like that. So maybe Africa as a whole, that civic education of confidence in who we are and, uh, you know, uh, trying to uh, eh, curtail some of these uh, vices of corruption needs to be done. We really need to look at what we are teaching our children. You know, teaching our children to to pass chemistry and physics and math and get one 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 does not mean that they they are good citizens. Why am I saying this? It's because Japan, this is how they did it. I've even got the book. I'm trying to look at it. I can't find it. we on the shelf. You know, Japan just started from the point of telling the people to say, we are Japanese. We are not too bad. We eat what we produce. What we produce is very good. I know some of it is extreme and very nationalistic because I lived there. Japanese will tell you that our rice is the best. Our bread is the best. You know, everything is the best. Everything is the best. You know, if you are not married, they will even tell you that our Japanese women are the best. But it's not true. That's what I mean. So, so I think we, we should also, Africa, Africa should get to the point where we begin to teach our people that we have the best soils, the best food, you know, and, and, and the best clothes that can last longer. All that kind of, it builds up a bit of this kind of uh, uh, confidence in ourselves. And then, hopefully at some stage, we'll be able to buy products from one another. But otherwise, I also take on the point of Okay, You know, we are in a global economy now. You know, everything is being controlled by the imperialists. Even though Madagascar medicine was good and real and is really working, how many African com- you know countries would pay for it without aid from the- from abroad? So we-, we have failed the economies, basically. Unless we pick ourselves up and be able to, you know, to, to generate our own income, then we can decide where we spend our money. But at the moment, I can tell you, if that Madagascar experiment is really scientifically working, many countries will still not buy it because we don't have money. We need to go and borrow money, but who give us money to buy another product when they can give us their own product? So I think these things are very, very important. And lastly, the last point also that concerns me is in Africa, whether we like it or not, we've got a technology jump. We have a technology jump. We will never get back to a point where we have industrial revolution again. We start developing a tractor that can't go forward, it's only in the vest, and then things like that. We've got to live with the fact that there's a certain type of technology that our children will never know about because we have to jump into what is happening now. That's why the earlier conversation we had of e-learning in education is very important. Africa cannot afford to shun technology. Because if we do that, we are just getting ourselves way, way, way behind everybody else. I mean, we have, we have children that will never know we once had telephones where you had to put your finger in and ring. That's why it was called the ring. They will never know that. All they know now are, all they know now are these mobile phones. So let's forget about that those phones, we are not going to invent those phones where we ring and ring again. Let's just talk about how we can use these mobile phones where you just swipe your finger. So we, we must really culturally and physically and uh, uh, even spiritually, really, really, think a lot of these things. And, and, then, and then hopefully we can, get, we can put the, our act together and, and, and leave something for our posterity.
2: Okay, that was uh, quite uh, some submission there. <laughs> uh, yeah, let
4: me let, let me some We have the
2: yeah we we have uh, be, be, before you come in. Um, I don't know, Doctor Patrick, you you've been uh, listening at uh, uh, patiently. Uh, any any can you provide us any summary so far, Doctor
4: Patrick? <clears throat> yes, I would just. I would just like to to say in regards to Africa not being looked at towards as being leaders of science, <clears throat> as leaders of invention, I, I won't go all the way back to ancient, ancient Africa, Abu-Kelan. what I'll just say, I'll bring it up forward quickly to make a point. It would behoove the, the United States media, United States politicians, as well as the global communities in, in, um, in Europe can to look towards Senegal and Madagascar. I think there's lessons to be learned and, uh, and science to be adopted, and the quicker they do that, bringing in the, the continent – into the scientific world to address COVID-19, it would be much better, and we would be further along than where we are to this day. And I won't just leave it with the United States and Europe, uh, Western Europe. I'll go directly to WHO, because WHO has scientists from the continent Uh, Specifically from Senegal and Madagascar And they know of this And it would be wise of them to publish And to announce the advances that's being made Presently in Senegal and in Madagascar So I would encourage the WHO to publicize What's happening in Senegal And how they're addressing COVID-19 and I would um, encourage the European, Western European, and the United States to look at Africa as a developing scientific um, center that could also address COVID-19. If you don't do it now, you will lose many, many more um, human beings. So the quicker we we collaborate on the advances of what's being found with respect to curtailing. COVID 19, the better the global community will be yet.
6: And, and, and just very quickly, that's where the problem is. Western countries will never see Africa as, some, as, as, as a place where we can have partners to develop things. Africa is a gold mine, basically. It's just there to go in, um, get the resources, and develop whatever is here. So it's really up to us. They will never do that. I wish they could, but they will never look at Africa that, that way. So it's up to us. Yeah, and
4: we need la, to.
6: La,
3: la, we, la, 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 we need to do. Um,
4: we need to. Roger, we need to do what you're doing today, and, uh, and what Daily Block Talk Radio has done in previous programs for the last eleven years. We need to focus. We need to focus and highlight what's being done, and you're doing a marvelous job as to doing that. All listeners of this program should tell a friend, tell a family member of what they heard on Zambia Block Talk Radio with respect to Senegal and Madagascar, and encourage those that they know in the communities to do likewise. Look at Senegal and look at Madagascar,
2: yeah. Especially, Dr. Patrick, what is happening in in, in Senegal, because uh, Senegal is uh, uh, a test uh, kit. Uh, some people will have reservations taking <laughs> medicine, uh, from which I think has not been, so to say, approved. Uh, yeah, but who, who, who am I? Uh, Dr. Patrick mentioned that um, what we have done over 11 years, Uh, Nathan, this is our 11th year, and this is our month for our anniversary coming up uh, on Zambia, uh, Zambia Broad Talk Radio. Um, I don't know, Nathan. I don't know if if you are there, you wanted to comment something. But I thought uh, uh, to another African country, um, mango in Tanzania, uh, he, he went the spiritual way and said uh, to his people in Tanzania, we are not closing nothing. Parliament will be on. Uh, everything will be as a, as normal. Uh, however, uh, sickness has hit members of parliament. In the last week, they have lost about three members of parliament, including the f- a minister. Uh, anyway, let me hear from Kelvin what he has to say. Um, how bad Mangufu is, uh, because uh, some of us, I think, celebrated this man for his uh, discipline. Uh, On this issue, he's showing some, in my view, uh, some ignorance. As tough as he is, he's he's just showing some ignorance, which is now leading to death. And uh, Tanzania has the uh, the highest rising case for uh, COVID-19 in Africa today because of the actions which were taken. However, those actions uh, are not unique to Tanzania. We still have governors uh, here in America behaving like uh, this disease is not part of them. So what say you, Kelvin? Uh, You you had some query about my boy, uh, Mangufui. What has he done wrong? (laughs)
0: So, so Roger, you do remember when you sang praises for this man, uh, when he was doing things that uh, were not supported by the law, I told you that uh, the, the problem I see with this is that uh, this guy is going to turn into a dictator. However well he, he meant uh, you know, whatever he was doing, and I said, look, I would encourage this guy to put these ideas uh, into law. Because when that law is exercised, hey, everybody or anybody will be protected, you see? This is the result. How does a whole president, who claims to be smart, intelligent, right, uh, turn a blind eye to a pandemic? The coronavirus is not a joke. How does he go and say uh, we'll use the faith to be guarded against this virus, you know? God gave us uh, the power to choose, but not to make stupid choices. You see that? He chose to go the the faith-based way uh, as opposed to, you know, uh, putting in measures uh, to combat such as social distancing, uh, you know, uh, uh, self-isolation, quarantining, and things like that, you see. So now what they're doing in Tanzania is that anybody that speaks about COVID-19 is being arrested. Those are the dictatorial tendencies I saw in his actions when he became president and it's happening right in our faces right now, right in our eyes. You see? Some of, some of these things some of these things are an invitation on self. Now he's affected so many Tanzanians. Currently four hundred and eighty total cases in Tanzania. 16, deceased. But don't you think if he had uh, gone with the interventions that every other country has been putting in place, we could have avoided this situation, you see? That's the, that's the problem I have with, uh, with uh, people that come on the scene seemingly like they're here to work and uh, break uh, all national conventions, and, and, you know, and this and that. No. You can never rule a country just based on your own uh, thinking, your own opinion. You know you have to legalize some of these things that you see, and you have to make sure that they're enforceable. Look at the situation now. Thanks it reminds forward, me of, before uh, I go to,
2: also, oh. before I go to also, fa- fast forward uh, uh, Kelvin. Is, is Zambia uh, uh, doing the right thing as far as uh, this thing is, is concerned? Uh, all these murmurs of stealing donations. Hey, what say you?
0: Uh, I mean that that, that is a, that is a whole two-hour topic uh, right there. But in terms of doing <laughs> uh, the right thing, no, seriously. But in terms, of, no, seriously. But in terms of doing the right thing. Zambia has implemented uh, uh, at least uh, some social distancing, some uh, yeah, isolation. I agree with that. Zambia is practicing quarantining. You see that? Uh, people in jobs are on a rotational basis, right? If 50 people work in an office, they're allowing 25 this week. The following week, uh, the other people work from home. The following week, uh, they rotate just like that. Uh, Zambia has uh, been distributing widely uh, masks. The we have was, people. Is on in, parliament, uh, I believe Parliament is on recess. Uh, that's a good question. I haven't uh, focused on that. It should be. No, it, you is. See? Uh, I'm telling you, it is. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Think, you see, so, so are those well. schools, well. schools have uh, schools have been closed. The colleges, universities, all those things have been closed. Roger, right? Uh, they did the lockdown of Kafue. They went in and sprayed uh, the whole of Kafue. Right now, they're looking at measures to, to minimize the movement of traffic from Nakonde to other parts of the country. So, those are measures that are helping curtail this, uh, the spread of the virus. But when you flip uh, the page, uh, uh, neighboring Tanzania, none of these things are happening. You see that? So, that's why the infection rate in Tanzania is far much higher than any, any, any other uh, country in the, in the region.
6: And that border must mm. be closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, I agree with
2: that. Yeah, because the, the the problem now we start moving from Tanzania to uh, to, to Zambia. Now that's a tricky part. It's been, uh, that's what's been How we, we happening. choose which which track has to come in, which track. But especially on the buses, uh, I think we should we should sh- sh- make a recommendation here on ZBTR. Uh, uh, that, that that border needs to be to be closed until they sort out their COVID uh, situation in Tanzania.
6: I, th- I think Zambia, Zambia, I'm not a medical person, but I agree with the doctor. There. Zambia is doing tremendously well, tremendously well. And, and the three fatalities. Uh, these happened right in the beginning before we even, uh, and, and we haven't had any. Zambia is doing extremely well when you look at the statistics. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing the right thing. I'm not, a, you, know, you know, party uh, affiliate, but I think we, we should be... Uh, um, Happy
2: with what's going on. Yeah. Because also, Margulfuri is wrong to go the faith, the spiritual faith way?
9: That was a blunder, obviously, as um, the other contributors have noted. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I also wanted to have a perspective of, of uh, generally why the COVID 19 is, is lower generally in Africa than in other parts of the world. Uh, most. Uh, commentators are attributing that to the impact of anti malarias. And um also the the challenges or the issues with um lower levels of um testing uh, numbers. You know, if you look at I mean, the number yes. of people that have been yes, have been tested across Africa, they are relatively but low. People could have been
2: dying like
9: Yes. Yes, uh, people could have been dying, and uh, since we, we 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 are not seeing that number of deaths, uh, other uh, researchers and commentators are saying that what is helping with the high levels of resistance are the generations of um, consuming anti-malaria drugs. Um, that's um, that's a given. In Tanzania, uh, the spread was a little bit aided by the by By not particularly taking seriously the measures of avoiding crowds and uh, crowded places and people uh, m- m- gathering yeah, in, in in that um, scope but and, and also when we say in Zambia we are doing well um, i I like that, and I like to hear that. Um, Uh, But I I also uh, remain professionally skeptical uh, because of the numbers of tests and also because of the um, reporting mechanism around that. Uh, What we need to strategically look at is what is going to be the impact of the COVID-19 and post-COVID-19 how the the economy is actually going to uh, uh, be reconstructed. And I think that would be a good area for us to to throw in ideas and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah.
2: Actually, that was the, going to be my, my next question uh-huh. uh, on the impact okay. of COVID-19. Uh, there are stories. I, 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 I'm sure everyone can, so, can see first and foremost uh, the, the lineups, uh, especially in America. People lining up yeah. for, for food, uh, people who have lost jobs. Um, but my concern was uh, uh, South Africa. I hope we don't experience uh, another xenophobia because uh, um, South Africa is one area also they've lost a lot of jobs um, uh, because of what these factories closing. causing. Um, if, if the food which is supposed to go to Tanzania, to uh, Zimbabwe, Zambia, everywhere is not going, so which means factories in South Africa, are closing and what the South Africans have started saying on Twitter, anyway, is that the jobs uh, which are in South Africa are for South Africans first. Um, as part okay. of the, the COVID problem, <clears throat> I don't know, we were in, uh, in, in North America, if we are going to be impacted by this. Uh, anyway, if higher unemployment uh, comes, uh, we should look at, be on the lookout. Uh, higher unemployment comes. We know who are hired last. Uh, I'm sure it is the foreigners. Uh, they, they take care of each other. I could be wrong. It, they will take care of each other. Uh, but these numbers, when we hear them on Friday, when we hear them on Thursdays, people who, are, who have left employment, these are going to have effect going forward. Uh, it's not going to be like trickle tishan change. Uh, these are going to have an effect on everyone of uh, on of, of us.
0: Um, yes. Go ahead, Roger. You know, uh, when when South Africans bring this argument of uh, you know uh, South Africa, jobs uh, should be, road 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 be for South, South, South Africans, they forget South their, they history, forget their history, history, right? I mean, for I mean, a long time they were kept I mean, I mean, out to of uh, uh, improving their, their skills through education.
2: Open lessons when you're done. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. So for a long time, they were denied the the opportunity to to improve their education, to improve their skills and, you know, things like that. The world has moved much faster since South Africa, you know, became, uh, you know, literally independent, right? Uh, 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 Most manufacturing places are automated. Uh, You know, you look at agriculture, it's, uh, you know, automated and things like that. So these industries are looking for people with those skills. And if they can't find those skills in South Africa, why not uh, import uh, the skills into the country, right? Until and unless those South Africans that were denied that opportunity realize that, guys, we need to improve our skills, we need to improve our education, let's go to school. This will keep happening. It's the same argument, uh, uh, you know, for the most part here in the U.S. You know what? Jobs for Americans. Well, guess what? You Americans don't want to go and work on a farm and pick uh, pick uh, uh, peaches, mangoes or uh, bananas, you know, you name it. So, if these people that are willing to, to stay to, to work in the sun for 12 hours a day at $10 an hour say, "Okay, fine, we are leaving." You know what's going to happen to the agriculture sector in this country? You see, so those South Africans must be very careful. And it would be very stupid of them to, to uh, begin acting the way they, they have, being xenophobic to, to people working in that country. You see, because now they don't realize the, the long term economic effects. If those people from Zimbabwe, Angola, Nigeria, Zambia, you name it, decide to go back home, there's going to be a huge vacuum. And that's when they'll feel the misery. Thank you.
2: Roger. Okay. Uh, Nathan wanted to say
8: something. Uh, yes, so I wanted to, yeah. to come in I wanted to come in on this, sorry to take you back to Mangufuri, there's no perfect leader, not that I'm a supporter of Mangufuri, but I would be, this is the way I would say we should look at this issue of presidents and people who are policy makers or who make decisions. The only perfect leader that has walked the earth is Jesus. All human beings are not perfect. Look at the mistakes the almighty Trump has made. Prince went to a place without a mask. Everybody is making mistakes in this. We have been complaining. Oh, President Lungu has not addressed the nation. Manfred is making his own mistakes based on the Tanzanian situation. President Lungu is making his own mistakes based on the Zambian situation. Trump is making his own mistakes based on the American situation. That's what I wanted to say about that.
5: <laughs> okay, thank okay. you. Can I also come in a little bit?
2: Yeah, please. Yeah, please go.
5: Uh, I, I wanted to uh, address a South African question. I, I think, Yeah. I believe South Africa is a very unique country. They are in a very, they are in a very different situation, unlike any other country, and it's not fair for other Africans to think um, they are being um, unrealistic in what they, they they are not getting. You see, you can't have a country being run like that, and you can't have other Africans think they are they are more entitled to the South African jobs than, than the South Africans themselves. I don't think I think I think when countries were were offering to end apartheid and I think if, if the Africans the South Africans were given a choice that we are helping you not because you need to be free but because we'll be entitled to your jobs more than you, I don't think they would have taken the, the offer. Um, we cannot. Um, the, the it's it's very similar to the U.S. situation. There is a reason why um, the African Americans, for example, the ones that are in, in the most bottom part of the economic strata are in that situation. It's it's very similar, but not exactly like South Africa. Uh, South Africa, I think it 's much worse, so we cannot ignore what happened and and just think like they they just don 't want or they just don 't know and and when they start acting out uh, then then we then then it 's their fault. No, I think other countries in the region we should help out South Africa in that we should make sure. Zambia employs as many Zambians as possible, and Zimbabwe does the same thing, so that these people don't go and start taking jobs from the South Africans. I I just thought I mentioned that. Musaba, yes, you are right
0: in one respect. Yes, you are right in one respect, right? But look at the history of black South Africans, right? Uh, How they were marginalized. That is a crop at uh, South Africa's real independence. That is a crop that had no skills. The majority had no skills. So why not allow these other African uh, uh, people with uh, the requisite skills come into your country, improve your education, and learn from them? When you're able to to to, to, to take over those jobs, trust me, a Nigerian a Zambian won't be needed. But you cannot uh, apply uh, a hotel calling. Of, uh, you know African skills because they're in South Africa and guess what it wasn't uh, the expectation that uh, will help South Africa so that we send our people to work in South Africa no back then the idea was liberation 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 so when the South Africans were liberated right there was a vacuum there was a, a shortage of skills requisite skills Right? And guess what? I have, I have a friend that runs a college in South Africa, Kwane City College. He tells me that, boy, these people don't even want to come to school. The government, through the Black Empowerment Policy, is providing uh, uh, grants to go to school, go to school. They don't want to do it. You see? I agree. South African jobs should be for South Africans, but you have to elevate your skills. Otherwise, that economy is going to be a dumpster. Why why do you think uh,
2: Kelvin? uh, Why do you think Kelvin um, Africa is frowning on the Chinese? uh, uh, Michael Sata used to call it infestation. Why do you think we are frowning on the Chinese? (laughs) So
0: you you could first of all that. uh, Let me start with China. Chinese labor is very cheap. Okay when you export uh, when you uh, china is not exporting uh, highly skilled people to africa you should know that in its quest to depopulate china they are sending anybody that can go they are releasing people from prisons go 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 you see that when they get zambia they are ready to do anything and everything at at a very cheap uh, cost how do you show up at an economy like that? If uh, 10,000 Chinese are working in Zambia at, uh, say, $10 an hour, why would uh, any employer in their right mind, and, or any and, business... And, and, and employer that answers,
2: business? I that think, uh, Kelvin, that answers the South African problem. Because if you see the migration, especially from the uh, Zimbabwe, those who are, uh, are crossing the Mbombo on foot, uh, the migration from Zimbabwe... We, we are probably not talking about skilled people. We are just talking about a mass, mass movement of people are uh, running away from uh, countries like uh, Zambia. Yes, they are uh, professionals, but if you look at the percentage of professionals uh, compared to people who are going to run um, uh, food parlor, uh, those doing barber shops and them, Probably they are the majority, and those are the ones which are creating problem in South Africa. I could no, be wrong. No, no
10: Roger. Uh,
0: yeah, uh,
6: yeah. Opening a bubble of tension. Can I say something
2: about about this South Africa scenario? All right, Makasonso and Wangambi you go in that order. Finish your point, Kelvin.
6: Yeah,
0: running a running a massage parlour, a barber shop, it takes skill. Here, you have to be licensed to be a barber. So if South Africans themselves don't want to get that skill and run barbershops, there's the vacuum right there. All I'm saying is they should not start killing other Africans because they are saying, you are taking away our jobs, you are taking away our – no, learn the skill, have the skill. Guess what? That uh, that uh, South African uh, jobs for South Africans uh, policy would work far much better because then you're not creating a vacuum in the economy. Your people have. Are, are, are you saying
2: the, the people running with skills the from Zambia, uh, the, the, the or Zambia or Zimbabwe, uh, are they running from Zambia because uh, the industry is full in Zambia? Or we cannot just employ them? We have a problem in our own countries. Anyway, like
9: yeah uh, Roger. yeah well Roger, one of the things that we have to look at when it comes to the South African problem is a very unusual problem uh compare you you, you know um, you can liken the South African problem to the problem of the southern states uh, of the United States and having southern and Central Americans pouring into there that is one, and we also when we look at um uh, we have to also have um, a good handle on how the Africans took jobs in South Africa initially uh, after the, 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 the apartheid policy was put down. Most of the economic power is with the white people in South Africa, and uh, those white people — but the government instituted a policy. The, of having black people as part of the workforce in every company across the country. Uh, now, the white people have had those tenuous relationships with the black people in South Africa. So how do they uh, uh, follow that policy of having black people uh, without, uh, you know, uh, w- w- also feeling um, without feeling like, you know, their world is going to be run over, uh, without you know, at the same time protecting themselves from the uh, intra-tribal tensions that they have in their country. That is where they started recruiting Africans in the sub-region in mass in their companies, so that when those inspectors went there, they had the black people that they were looking for in there. And that... Had, uh, and and uh, it was not a complete that that aspect of their policy had very little to do with the lack of skills among South Africans. There were skilled people among South Africans, but the white people who hold the capital, who hold the industry, who held the industries at the the turn of the independence era from apartheid, gave the, most of those jobs to black people, but from the sub-region. So there was that pool where every uh, person. Knows that every person with a degree or with a particular skill knows that they can go and get better money in South Africa So they will go to South Africa. So what was ended up happening? What has ended up happening is that now South Africa is like the United States of Africa. There are Africans literally from every part of the continent and You know, uh, and, and then you talk about the influx of these uh, pro- like problems in Zimbabwe the Zimbabwe just, uh, walk walk across in food to enter the neighboring country it's, 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 for them it's a survival issue now are the south africans within their rights to demand uh for a bigger stake of the employment and request for the other brothers to go back to their countries i think there is some uh, there is some degree of normalcy in that desire because every people in every country have that when you are working in zambia, when you don't have a job in zambia and you see five Chinese people doing the same job you shake your head and I want a of we are know we must be able to have a job because if you're not gonna have a job in your own country then the, your chances are very bad unfortunately they go to xenophobia and start threatening them and scaring them so that that it's the policy The implementation of a a good policy, that has created the South African uh, labor market problem. Uh, It's not uh, to say that all South Africans, uh, uh, you know, to generalize and say the South Africans don't want to go to school, the South Africans don't want to do this, the South Africans. There are some who don't want to do that, just like in any other country. There are certain people, even in our Zambian community here, Yeah, even after having migrated from Africa to come here to the United States, there are some among us. For them, school is just not their thing. And, you know, uh, they don't even want to go to school. They don't even want to mention it. If you try and push that program, even the friendship can end. So that's what I want us to to, to think. And this COVID environment is raising nationalistic tendencies in almost every country. And we, as Zambian people, we must appropriate that as an opportunity to change the structure of the of economy from the post perspective of investment and jobs and the education system, everything that's been handed over to the foreigners. We can begin to at least get a stake and get a share post COVID out of that. And then we can survive as a country.
2: Okay. We're, we're, we're we're and then we come in.
6: Yeah, anyway, yeah, just just a brief one. I I I agree with the uh, the previous uh, uh, you know speaker. To be honest, I mean these xenophobic attacks in South Africa—they were coming. When you look at uh, you know since the end of apartheid and what was promised, and uh, you know you could see them coming. And then they've had a series of you know Zuma's uh, you know term of government, which I think even went down the steep, and all the hopes were dashed. So you know, when 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 uh, things begin to uh, you know build up, they reach a critical mass, and just one little thing, with the background they've had of violence in their black communities, you know, you know, we could see this kind of stuff happening. But there's also a global, I think, in this in this decade, you you know, I think you know political historians and uh, you know could tell you that think globally we have seen these nationalistic moves in even in the western you know societies here in the UK I can tell you the um, this uh, Brexit Brexit happened because of nationalistic campaign you know, it's not really on the majority that you know the major it's clear that the majority of the uh the UK uh citizens uh would have actually wanted to stay within Europe. But you know, which is which is the blame that you know David Cameron will always carry. You know, it's like the blame that Tony Blair has over the uh, Iraqi war. David Cameron also has this regret that he allowed Nationalists to hijack the campaign of Brexit, and uh, and they blamed it on the foreigners taking these blue collar jobs and all that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff. Because the economy in the UK was going down, and then in the end, the whole thing got hijacked. That if we come out of you know you know Europe, you know the the East Europeans stop coming in, and even the uh, the guys from uh, like us. So so um, this this right you know, extreme right, extremism, and, and the nationalistic moves have been going on. I think we're just going through that phase. And, uh, and and also, I think, in America there, partly, you know, the guy that is at the top there, you know, there was that momentum as well uh, towards that. Things were moving in that direction. So so I, I just hope that probably in the, in the next decade these things will change again and there will be, a, 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 you know, a, a swing in, in the right direction. But governments are responsible in South Africa. It's the badly managed economy. And, and, and yeah, those people I know, uh, they are not educated and things like that. But at least a plan would have been in place to help them, to empower them. I'm not saying that they haven't done this. I've never lived in South Africa before. But I'm sure the government has been trying to uh, affirmative action and things like that. But um, probably it hasn't just been managed properly and these things spilled over. Uh, into, into all these kind of things. We're, we're experiencing them here as well. I, I mean, I've lived here for nearly two decades now. The first time I came here, you as a, a person from the Commonwealth, you could get a job the following day. But it's not the case now. You know, it, it's very difficult because we are like, you know, second, third citizens. If you're not a professional,
3: mm-hmm.
6: it, it's so difficult to, to get some of these jobs to, to get going. And that's why I'm saying we've seen on the statistics, the only sector That, despite all these vices, cannot do without foreigners, particularly, you know, from the Commonwealth, is the health sector, the NHS. And unfortunately, what have we seen? Look at the percentages. More than 60% of people that have died of COVID-19, who are they? They are minorities. So that tells you that this sector has relied heavily uh, on, on us. And the government has not said anything on that. Okay. When it comes to other sectors, they talk a lot. You know, you know, we've got sufficient, you know, local personnel and things like that. But on the health sector, they don't say the truth. Now, this COVID nineteen has revealed the reality that how can it be? Mm. The face of NHS actually is the foreigners. You know, so so these 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 things I think are just going on around. You know, yeah. you know gentlemen and ladies, I, I've got to go. But, my Chairman, one yeah. topic I wanted us to discuss next time is, is which I, I, I on some groups, WhatsApp groups that are on, I, you know, something that is always a very hot topic. It's about China. I know we've talked about China a little bit here and there, but the question I wanted to ask is, is Africa now in the preference of the China model for economic development in terms of loans and everything to the point where we should ditch or turn our backs completely? on the IMF and the World Bank. The reason why I ask this question is because we've been with IMF and the World Bank, most of the developing countries, ever since they got independence. So sometimes when you are married to somebody and the marriage is not working, you can look somewhere else. But are we moving into a better marriage
2: than the that's IMF? Uh, that, that, that's a big question. We have 15 minutes uh, of, uh, of uh, I, don't I don't think so. so. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is a very um uh, topic and a big one. For that matter, we can uh, we can always uh, uh, bring. There is always room uh, for a big discussion like li- like that. Um, uh, some 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 of us are somehow anti-China, uh, so, so so to say, uh, because of uh, <laughs> again their intentions. Uh, but again, that is a big discussion. That is a very very big discussion, Wangambi. Big yeah. One. yeah, so we have about 14 minutes uh, to end our uh, discussion here. Wakalonde, I don't know if you've forgotten your, your point you wanted to, uh, to bring in here, um, and I don't know if we are reaching a consensus. I like here, uh, Zambia, Zimbabwe. We should do more to employ our, um, our people uh, to, pre- to prevent uh, xenophobia attacks in, in South Africa. Uh, wa- uh, While still agreeing with uh, Kelvin uh, that uh, um, uh, South Africa needs uh, those professionals from the neighboring countries, but we cannot force them if they don't want us. Uh, the only uh, people Roger. we can force uh, to have uh, um, to give us employment are <laughs> our own governments. Go ahead, Wakanda.
1: Roger, what is so funny about South Africa and having uh, to employ? Uh, professionals from uh, other parts of Africa is South Africa when it, has, it had departed and the, it was the under uh, the, the lock whereby we didn't get jobs there South Africa was running well it didn't have a problem of uh, manpower so is there like a growth of economy in South Africa that now they want a lot of manpower or it's just that we have started displacing other people from their jobs, or maybe the white minority that were professionals have migrated to Australia and other parts of the world. Now, the fact is this. When you talk about uh, xenophobia in South Africa, we should talk about what Wanganda just mentioned. We do have xenophobia in the U.S. The whole essence of MAGA, it was basically about immigrants being kicked out, building the wall around, you know, close to Mexico. It is all xenophobia. But we have literally looked at it as an immigration issue here in America, where when they shout at you, go back home, go back home, you don't call it xenophobia. But when an African cause tells you to go back home, unfortunately, because they don't have other means of expressing their anger towards uh, migrants because of, we have mentioned it, illiterate, and at the same time the violent type of life that they lived through with the, the Boers, They try to also make that violence on uh, other immigrants in their country to go back home. Xenophobia is just a term that we look at it mostly when we are discussing South Africa. But we don't look at it when we look at what was happening uh, in Britain with Brexit. It was a basic concept about xenophobia, what we have done here in America the choosing of the president was just a basic concept of xenophobia because we wanted somebody who went on stage. His first platform was about immigrants. And you remember when he came down that elevator, what he said. Basic xenophobia. But we don't use those terms because, oh my God, they are so evil terms. Only to an African because, remember what we were talking about. We were talking about inferiority complex. We will use all sorts of terms to our brothers and sisters back home. But those exact things happen. But we won't use those terms to them. Why? In Holland they had the same thing in Netherlands. A leader who wanted to go up into office because of xenophobia. In Russia, they have a leader who's basic concept about xenophobia. When they talk about sending students to go study in Russia, I even cringe sometimes. What will happen to those students? Basically, those students have no freedom. Even at the train stations, they can stab you, they can kill you for no reason. You can't go to a restaurant freely in Russia because of xenophobia. And xenophobia in Russia is not only about you because you are taking something. It's just also because of even your color. So, and now, as well. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for bringing up that one. So, we have to understand that South Africa, yes, might need our labor, just like Botswana did, needed our labor. We gave them education, we gave them uh, training, we gave them everything. Now, we're supposed to leave. Somebody mentioned that we're supposed to leave. I don't know if it was Musala. <laughs> <or>, um, <laughs> I mean? You know, when ca- no no no, you know one thing that we make a mistake on mm. well, nothing can attest to this. Jesus Christ came, accomplished his mission, and left. When I we like go that. somewhere, we're supposed <laughs> to accomplish our mission and leave. We do not overstay. <laughs> if Jesus. <laughs> if Jesus overstayed, we could have figured out that, no, this guy is not true son of God. We could have de- figured out something, but he never overstayed. So even when, when people go out into these other countries, when it's time to mm. go, please, go.
3: You know, but what, but what, what
2: you're saying... What disappointed uh, me? Th- th- what disappointed th- th- me, that's some, th- Just very quickly. That is sending some message to... To to us, uh, we who are in the diaspora, we may some of us may not be in the, in some uh, serious threat as those in South Africa, um, serious threat as our friends from Mexico to to what. But the message is the same, and uh, and and therefore uh, it is very critical uh, whether one day we decide to go back home or not. There is a song I pray here every day. Uh, remember the road that leads home. Uh, wherever you go, the song says, remember the road that leads home. You may not need it one day, but definitely
6: if there is only one road, it will be uh, a road going, going
2: home.
1: I,
6: yeah. But to, me, to be honest, Lee, what one thing that disappointed me so much about this is the reaction of the static region readers. And I sincerely believe that if, if, if it wasn't for the reactions in Nigeria, where the Nigerians started burning all these uh, problems, I don't know whether, whether the xenophobic uh, the attacks in South Africa would have ended the way they ended. But the Southern African leaders, I don't know whether it's just the fear of South Africa or whatever, they, there wasn't leadership at all to handle this whole thing. But Bangambi, the, the bigger
2: question should probably not be what Sadiq's reaction or Nigerian reaction should be. The bigger question is number one, is it fair
6: for us I I don't one support, country. Uh, I don't support what the yeah. Nigerians did, but when you when you when you take mm. into account the fact that they were the most affected, well, who can blame them? You know, but I don't support what they the did where they started burning jobs and things that. like that. But where were the Sahel yeah, leaders? Why did we wait so long for all the presidents in the region to say, "Look, we are brothers. Let's let's look at this. Is it because we are targeting more West Africans and not our local ones? Why? I I, I up to now I have just to understand. And I think okay. this issue must even be discussed even now. It must be investigated. It was a big thing. Well, it must be investigated, and it's coming.
2: Because these insinuations, they have started in South Africa. Because uh, you go on Twitter or South Africa, the lines, people lining up for food, they are here and there. So that suffering somehow will be diverted to immigrants, so to say, you know. So it is time for us to start pushing our governments back home. We don't need our people to be uh, treated the way they've been uh, treated in, in in the past. We don't need that. They cannot come put money where money is supposed to be and let a uh, Zambian who can uh, so who wants to have a job in Zambia find a job. Who wants a job in, the, in Zimbabwe find a job. Otherwise, this thing must Whether uh, 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 if we are sadiki or whoever wants to complain, it is coming in South Africa. Watch, as they say, watch this space. Anyway, but who is? hasn't said anything today. Let him just say a, a, a goodbye. Uh-huh. Or uh, Bella is usually uh-huh. a quiet man. If you wanted to say some to say something, no, Bella, uh-huh. please. Uh, Click on one.
1: Okay. I'll be I'll be I'll be real quick. I'll be very
10: quick. Uh the yes, underneath Ma'am. Current yeah, you are forty uh, one and a half minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll be very quick here. The underneath current is uh Ian Musk just uh, send up a satellite that's gonna provide internet to all corners of the world. And uh, Google just allow free uh, 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 video that anywhere anybody who has a Google account. So we'll be getting education, not from a government uh, institution. We'll be getting education from uh, uh, well-established institutions. So the truth is going to be exposed soon. And we're not going to rely on some people's uh, 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 narration or what, what we'll be able to make our own uh, decisions. So that's underneath current. You know, right now, Mangufuli, Lungu, whatever, whatever, they can continue. And their generation will enjoy whatever they've done. But some of us, Ehai is coming to rescue and we'll stand on the truth. We'll stand on truth. Just like Zambia broke tough radio, everything is recorded. Our, our, Every step we do and everything we do, even in right now, what we say, it's uh, right it's written somewhere, so that's underneath current.
6: Thank you, Barros. But, but there's a big conspiracy in Africa right now that 5G is no good. Africa is,
2: uh, Africa is Mangambi, which Mangambi I'm, uh, from, uh, I'm, I'm an African. African. No
5: no no no, that's not a African conspiracy na imwe. <sighs> <laughs>
3: Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us this weekend and to everywhere next you. Remember the road that will lead you home. One little more. One little more. One little That will lead you home.